What is up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Picking Corners, a box lacrosse channel production. Ladies, gentlemen, cats, dogs, everybody out there in the universe, the world, what is good? How's it going? We're excited to have you guys back on the show today. We got an exciting one today. We got another big pro baller currently in us in it. We're going to need to restart. I can't words today. <laughs> so we have Mitch Jones here from Philadelphia. Tucker is up way earlier than he's ever been in his life right now, but that's, right. that's okay. So Mitch, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Welcome to a cool little fun segment here. We're going to have some fun. Um, we're going to bounce some topics off everybody and we're going to see what, you, what hot takes you got today. Tucker. I know you're kind of under fire. Oh, no, I, I, was, I was waiting. I was waiting to see if Garrett had anything else to say there because he just saved that. He absolutely saved that right there. No, I no. We well, we gotta talk about first of all. I'll get mine out the way really quick. So Dane Smith and Jeff T are like bouncing back and forth between this and NLL scoring title. And it's cool. It's really cool to see. Um Mitch, I got a question for you. Between those two players, who's the better player? Are they really friends? They got this article saying they're like they're not know, friends. Everyone says, "Oh my god, they're so friends." Uh, 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 no, they're not friends. The other guy to win it. Like what? No, uh, I don't know. Not friends. I'm gonna answer that. They're both they're both uh, phenomenal players. Um, I yeah, obviously I've seen more of Dane playing with them and and being in the league longer, but I I got to see teed up up close and personal last weekend. We played him twice. He actually chirped me, and I'd never heard him talk before, and I kind of kind of caught me off guard. Um, <laughs> He came up to me pretty hot, and I, I literally just looked at him. I was like, what, dude? Like, you, I didn't know he talked, but no, they're both phenomenal. <laughs> First interaction with a guy, and it's, it, it, yeah. you know, he's calling you out. That's that's wild. That's that's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're both they're both phenomenal. I'm not going to put one over the other. Good answer. Good answer. We love that kind of answer. Whoever, whoever wins the scoring title this year, that's the better player. <laughs> I, that's a yeah. safe very safe padded answer, Mitch, and very that's political that. of you. Most points is better. <laughs> Tucker, I know that you've been getting uh speaking of speaking of hate speech here, you've been just absolutely getting berated online yeah. right now by burner accounts. What's going on? You know, I am a I am a we got okay, for those who are gonna figure it out later in the segment here, Mitch is a very positive guy, but I, I pride myself on being a very positive guy and like trying to be Mr. Positive in a room and like always find the positive in situations so when people come at me with hate i'm just like what is this like i'm 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 nothing but nice like you guys i mean you guys have played me in box before like yeah do i do i chirp a little bit yes but normally like i'm the guy making jokes out there and it's the same thing with all this so like to preface this you know being a 23 year old college head coach has its struggles like it has its battles a lot of older like people. waking up early and having to be well, yeah i mean that's that's <laughs> among them, but like but like it there's a lot of older coaches try to like dismantle or discredit and stuff like that. It's just, it just fuels the fire. Like I love it. Like it, bring it on, you know? So if any of you are listening, bring it on. I'm not, I'm not backing down from that battle. Um, but there's a, yeah, there's this big burner account epidemic right now in the NAI lacrosse world of all these guys trying to say, Oh, well, you know, he's not doing this and this and this. And meanwhile, we're currently uh, putting together the most winningest season. Um, two players of the week conference awards so far and already better stat lines than we've had in the last five seasons. So I'm all right with the burner accounts getting angry. I've decided my strategy is not to respond to them until all that's put together and just I'm going to respond with one tweet with that and then just never say anything again. So the burner accounts. So if you guys want to dive into that really, really, really deep world right now of probably the same person running every burner account, 
jump into the NAI Lax updates page. It's boy, it's entertaining. It get it fuels my fire. And I think, you know, Mitch, I, you probably relate to it on a, on a professional athlete level, but you love when someone chirps coming your way, like Tucker for coach of the year, start that trap. Yeah. <laughs> I get a hashtag. I mean, I'll never forget when Garrett said uh, a few episodes ago, it's lonely at the top, right? You know, it's, it's tough when you're, when you're having success, there's always, that's going to be somebody trying to bring you down. Right. Honestly, Mitch, do you feel like in the world of, of NLL, there's a lot of, like negative comments and things out there too or do you feel like social media is a pretty positive place for for nll guys it's usually pretty positive and then when you get the negative ones it's more kind of like comedic relief like that's what i find i'm sure yeah. for guys, maybe it's a little different but yeah i think nll can so like localized pockets of fans so everyone that's like super fans they really love what you're doing and then you'll get the odd negative guy or, or usually negativities towards like the coaches and the gms so you can kind of laugh at it um but, but oh, yeah. that's relatable in your situation but yeah for the players i think it's usually pretty positive for sure i mean speaking of you know leagues and and things going on uh we've been doing a lot of coverage of the pbla Um, i'm not sure if you're you're familiar with that league popping up at all supposed to you know rival the nll which i was a huge fan uh oh nice good crushed where i got i haven't yeah you guys can talk more about what happened i was i was a huge fan of the clips and uh i mean i had some friends playing the league i I think it was Durst and running goalies out there. And yeah, I was a huge fan of the PBLA. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was, we, we definitely tried to uh, give both perspectives, right? I mean, um, you know, we, we saw it as an opportunity for guys who might not be able to play in the NLL, get, you know, a pro level experience. And uh, we really wanted it to, to, um, excuse me, we wanted to see it succeed, right. And and have success. And, um, you know, we'd love to have another pro uh, box league, but, there's been a lot of kind of, you know, back and forth with uh, the league freezing and things. And um, honestly, you know, I haven't seen really any coverage of it uh, as of late, but there's still they did that tournament. And the only reason I knew that the Syracuse Spark took it home is because I saw Bill O'Brien post that they won the the trophy on on his Instagram. Um, but it's I mean, do you think that two leagues could ever coexist like that? I think it's pretty ambitious that they tried to do it at the same time as the NLL, but. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm coming from a very uh, uneducated opinion. Like, I don't think no. It kind of seemed from the beginning it wasn't going to work. It was it was doomed. But I was more just a fan of the content and and seeing. I mean, I'm a fan of of all lacrosse being played. But yeah, it didn't seem. Other than the camp, I don't know if you guys follow Christian Del Bianco, but his his tweets about it, I was kind of on board with those, and that's kind of my similar thinking. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe they uh they pivot and they they choose a different season and they can pull in some NLL guys to coach or do cameos. And we've talked about that being a strategy for them. Uh, we like to think that they took some of our feedback and actually tried to apply it to the season. Uh, you know, so hopefully going forward, they again, we don't want to see it fold by any means. Um, and it sounds like they're still going to try to push that product forward. Uh, I think they just need to go back to the drawing. Board I just <laughs> I just want to say. My 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 defining PBLA point from watching this entire thing and and full disclosure, you know, I was over here trying to sneak into tryouts early on in that process. So I figured out how much it was going to cost to actually travel to one of the tryouts. But my favorite thing about this whole situation is the uniforms that they switched to for the officials last minute in this maroon striped jersey, untucked random shoes sweatpants out here reffing a pro box game with not even like a nice whistle just like a whistle just hanging out like it was it was the most i'm just gonna throw it 
a, a Roblox style official. And then I thought gonna, it looked like they like a guy that you'd see working at like a frozen yogurt place, you know, like you walk in, you're just like the self-serve. He's like, what toppings you got? Put it on the scale. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, you got to do what you got to do. I think I've definitely seen worse um, in some of the the venues and things that we've had and, you know, refs not showing up for our leagues and whatnot. Um, so, you know, I'm sure it can't be that bad, but we'll damn. see what the future of the NLL holds. What do you, what do you got, Tuck? The PBLA. Um, what? No, I just I was just trying to find a picture of the dude. Sure. I remember when the NLL first one year they went to like way tighter shirts and visors, and it was just the top. I think it's still there. It's just no, it's normal now. But we I remember all the boys were like, "What? The, who made this decision to put these refs in the tighter shirts?" And the visors kind of look goofy, but they they seem pretty normal now. I love my my all time my all time favorite is like uh a five, four ref and a really tight shirt. Who's just owning it. And he's just out here like, yeah, this is what we're doing here. Like everyone like just, killing it. <laughs> that's a look, man. You're killing it, buddy. It's NLL's just trying to go for that sex appeal. You know, they're trying to, to, to bring in any fans that they can. Right. And, you know, maybe, Dude, maybe a, a ref in a tight shirt is, is, you know, your, your style there. And we need to have like an all-stars versus refs game for the NLL. Cause like some of these guys can run and I get tired of watching that. I'm like, look, we, that would be the most hilarious game <laughs> Ever well, I know their cardio is for sure better than mine. Like I yeah. know some of those refs could run circles around my ass. So yeah, I mean it's got to be tough to be an NLL ref or just a ref in general, right? I mean, uh it's a thankless job. Everyone's yelling at you. Um, I mean, I I do it, so I know that it happens. But uh, you know, nonetheless, it's it's great to see the the community continue to grow, and we would hope that you know the PBLA does have some success down the road. Um, PBLA, if you want to work with us, we're, we're open. So. Yeah, you know, but I'll say this before we move on to our interview portion. Um, I gotta say, um, anybody out there that wants to mess with Taco LaBelle and Clark Lacrosse, come at me. Right? <laughs> we're not afraid of you all. All right, you guys, you guys, I'll, I'll openly tell you, and I think that the viewers will think this is hilarious. There is one, there's one burner account that I think is absolutely hilarious, and it popped up probably going on a while ago now they got 28 followers that's a lot for a burner account oh, burner? That's, it's, that's it's simply it's simply day one tucker fan and it's a picture of my face with the tucker labelle fan club on it <laughs> and i'm but i'm talking like this guy is nothing but positive like and he it's just like the second somebody comes at our program he's coming down their neck and i'm like i know this is just some other guy on a burner account but at the same time i'm like you know what this burner account i'm I'm going to find him entertaining and only find the entertainment in the burner account. So, all right. Maybe I always there. wanted a fan club, boys, and I got it in a very strange burner account, probably with a middle aged man hiding behind a screen. So, you yeah, better hope it's not the same guy running both accounts who's just having like a it is. No, it, it just like every no, time. It's just generating content between each other. I have no doubt. Garrett, Garrett, do not ruin my moment right now. I'm Garrett. sorry. I'm sorry. He's just like, I'm just going to make the biggest storm around this one, this one team. Bad take. Switch account. We, can, we take. can, you know, talk about Tucker as much as we want. I mean, the guy does enough of it. But uh, let's go ahead and get over to to Mitch's interview here. We've only got him for a short time, so Tucker, Mitch, you ready you're, uh, for your interview? Very ready. Welcome, everybody. Today is the day you've been waiting for. I know I've been waiting for it, even though it's so early in the morning. I don't know why we're doing this early in the morning, but. Today, we have the one, the only, Mitch, the Mad Hatter Jones, which I really can't call you that anymore because you had a sock trick. So it's like from head to toe, you're just a damn beast. So how you doing, man? How you doing? 
I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, guys. Pumped to be on. Love that uh, you're here. So, like, where are you at now? We know you're you're across the world now. You've been traded. You've been flying. Are you racking up the miles? So, where are you at right now? You're getting a little bit of air miles this year, which is nice. Um, the last month or or 22 days, I guess, I've been posted up in uh, the beautiful city of Philadelphia. So happy to be here. Um, I was saying earlier, we, we have uh, seven games in 30 days this month. So I figured uh, I'd better post up instead of being traveling across the country. I, I think it'd be a little tough on the body. I'm starting to get up there in age. So happy to be in Philadelphia for the month. And uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. Fantastic. I mean, that's I love that you're loving the game, loving the city. That actually brings me to my one of my questions is, being traded is always tough, you know, a new city, new team, new home, per se. Um, and this is kind of your home away from home. You really think about it. So what are two good things and two bad things about being traded, especially to a team that's farther away? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, Vancouver is home for me. I've been there for a long time. Let's start with two good things. Um, I mean, coming to a team that's in the playoff hunt and, and has championship aspirations and and being able to kind of provide a spark, um, that's definitely been a lot of fun for me. Um, almost like less pressure than maybe I was feeling in Vancouver where we're struggling and, and I was kind of expected to, whatever, carry the load. But coming to Philly, it's been really nice to play with a veteran group of guys and just kind of do my part and, and focus on the cross and and less distractions as well. Not, not my family. Your family and friends is obviously great to have around, but sometimes just playing the game and, and the only thing you have to worry about is playing can uh, help for sure. Um, another positive, just getting to explore a fun city, man. Philadelphia is a really cool city. I, I hadn't spent much time here. I'd only really been here for a couple road games. Um, I've been able to spend uh, a good month in Philly and, and explore the East Coast. And I made my way up to New York City and all that's been a lot of fun for me as well. Um, two bad things, I guess, uh, just packing and, and moving across the country and kind of the shock factor that you get right away. Uh, been with the team a lot of my really good friends and and uh, guys who feel like family in Vancouver having to kind of leave them and um, doesn't feel great at first but uh, you kind of get over it and obviously still in touch with those guys and still have those friends for life but uh, yeah the original the original kind of shock value there is is not the most fun um, we'll keep it at one negative I'm a, I'm a positive guy I was gonna ask off of, off of that if I can just if I can steal this for like 30 seconds here I mean it's I I think I've talked more with guys who were in the NLL years ago and not not as many guys recently in the past, you know, 15, 20 years. But like what what is it like for a player, for most players who are playing on a team out of their home market? I mean, are they are they going hotel to hotel for the weekend? You know, are guys like you deciding to stay in the cities more often and and kind of be there more long term? Or is that just kind of 50 50 up to what the guys are going to do? I mean, I know like some of the guys in the league are firefighters and cops and, and some are doing business virtually. So what's that kind of like? Definitely varies from team to team. Um, I can speak on my experience. I mean, Vancouver, we had a lot of local guys. We also had guys flying in from Toronto, from Alberta, uh, coming over from Vancouver Island. Uh, and a few other places. Uh, I think Killen was coming from North Carolina every weekend. So you got guys flying in. You're able to practice the night before. Um, we got our group chats. We got our Snapchats and whatever. So we're, we're talking throughout the week. We're doing our video. So you still feel, um, I mean, you have that team environment. But yeah, definitely every team's a little different. Vancouver would have more local guys. So if I want to call a guy during the week and go for lunch or, or go shoot around at the practice facility, be able to do that. Um, 
here in Philly, we got a lot of Ontario guys and a lot of veteran guys who've been around for a long time. So, um, but we got, I mean, Blaze is in town, Rambo's from here. He's up here every once in a while. And we got a few other local guys who kind of get to hang out and, and work out of the Brack facility together. But uh, yeah, I think that, that all life is, I don't know, I think it's one of the coolest things or most unique things about the NLL is kind of having the pro athlete life, but you're, you're grinding through the week or, or everyone's kind of on their, their own page. But if, to me, it makes, brings you together. You come for that weekend, you guys are all focused on the same thing. You get to talk about what guys have been doing on the weekend. You get to see what the young kids have been up to and all that. Um, I think it's one of the coolest things about our league and what kind of, it's almost seems like it would make us further apart, but it brings guys closer together, uh, especially on, on good teams and teams that are bonding well. Sounds like you're a big positive outlook guy, I will say. So I am taking it with a grain of salt, but I know it's great, man. That's awesome. Like it, that's it's I think us as outsiders, we always wonder because it's like, I mean, for us and all these random semi-pro leagues, like you fit as many guys as you can into the car and you drive five hours away for a game and then you come back. And then we, yeah. you know, we always wonder like how similar is it? How different is it? How fun is it? And it sounds like, you know, your spin on it is like you're taking you're taking the fun and enjoyment in everything you can. I'd say it's like it's probably pretty similar, but the NLL is just like a well, at this point it's more of a well oiled machine. Like guys are guys who have been doing it for a while know what time they want to get in, where's practice, where we're going for dinner. We've been to these cities before. We've we've a lot of guys that you've learned from the veterans when you're young. Um, so yeah, there's definitely similar elements to it. Um, and it's fine. I mean, I'm almost saying like the NLL is polished. It's like no, we're still. We're still flying in row. I think I was in row sixty-two of a plane uh, last month. So we're still we're still grinding it out um, a bit, but it's it's just a, it's as good as they can make it for us. And uh, I've been lucky to play for some pretty good organizations. I know Buffalo, Vancouver, and and Philly here all treat their guys really really well. You've heard a few horror stories through the NLL, but um, I've been pretty lucky to play for some good organizations who really do treat us well. Cool. I know more now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of along the the same lines of, you know, being able to balance, um, you know, just life in general, right? I, I think the NLL is clearly different than a lot of other pro sports where most of the guys still have uh, at least a part-time job, if not, you know, a full-time gig that they're doing on the side, right? Um, so what what is it like balancing playing a pro sport with also pursuing a career, right? I mean, you're, you're a real estate guy, you know, what is, I, I think I saw your humble brag yesterday on the, maybe it's the top 10% or something like that. You, you gave the team a shout out. So what it's, what is it like being a pro player and, and still having to, you know, run your own business on the side? There's a little sarcasm in that post. I'm, I'm sure that people, I think people who know me better would know, but I'm, I'm not pulling my weight too much on that team. Um, yeah, I'm, right. doing, I'm doing my part, but we got, I got a guy, Josh Bensu, who does a fantastic job and he's been doing it for a long time. But uh, I mean, it can be challenging for sure. But I, the way I look at it is like, I, I love playing lacrosse. That's, that's what I, one of my passions for sure. And, and what I want to continue doing for as long as I can. So if I can sacrifice some other things to, to be able to do that, I'm, I'm happy to do that. Um I'm sure, yeah, sure there's times where it's challenging and we're not getting paid millions of dollars to do it. But uh, for me, it's worth it. And for most guys in this league, especially, I mean, the guys who have made it to this point and put in the work, it's worth it for them as well. Um, yeah, and then you got, I mean, guys are playing. I've been, every year, I feel like there's more and more full-time guys, whether it's guys who play PLL and NLL or guys who are creating companies or running camps or whatever they can do to, uh, to kind of, add to that wall a little bit while playing lacrosse i think we see more and more guys coming out of college or coming out of juniors who were able to do it full-time and it's good to see 
Um, we, we signed a, a rookie uh, in the last couple of days, and he called me to say how, how fired up he is. And then I was sitting there with Blaze. We we're kind of laughing, like, oh, I wonder if he's still going to be fired up when he sees his rookie contract. But uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm still a little light, but uh, yeah, I think that I don't know if that answers the question, but um, it, it definitely can be a sacrifice. And I know a lot of guys uh, kind of seek out those jobs that that work, whether it's uh, being a firefighter or, or work from home jobs, or they kind of try and balance their life where you can find something to do that uh, allows you to play on the weekends as well. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's it's cool to see that. Um, you know, NLL players are so diverse, right? They obviously love lacrosse, but they have other passions too. Um, and I know that you mentioned that a lot of the guys take opportunities with, um, you know, their their team and be able to run camps and things like that. So it's nice to to see that they're giving back to their community. And, you know, it's one of the things we like to to kind of promote here. Um, in terms of your, your kind of real estate job, when you're selling somebody a house, do they know that they're buying a house from a pro athlete or is it just kind of like Mitch, the real estate guy? Uh, sometimes yes, yeah, sometimes no. I mean, I get a handful of my clients through, I mean, kind of lacrosse, people who know about lacrosse or people who know me through lacrosse. That's kind of part of my network. But I've definitely gotten some clients who, I don't know, fourth, fifth meeting, they're like, "Hey, you didn't like you didn't tell me this," and I'm like, "Well, I'm not. It's not really part. Of, <laughs> it's not really part of this job for me to tell you that I play pro lacrosse." But yeah, and so it's been kind of fun and and humbling to hear those people be like, "Hey, what the hell? Maybe you should tell me next time." Um, you, you don't like you don't kick the price up a little bit just because they're buying it from you no no I don't think so I think <laughs> I'm adding any value to the home um, in that way but uh, I'll work on meshing those together yeah absolutely you gotta promote <laughs> yourself right I would say like the next time you're doing a showing just have like your highlights on the next TV room. <laughs> oh wow, what is that you know <laughs> who is that that guy who is, is that? Like, that really good me actually Instead of like the mellow background open house music, there's just like intense and a lot of highlights. Yeah. <laughs> and then next open house. That, that would be really interesting. I want to know when you had that soft trick against the Riptide. I mean, I know everything must have just been like flowing for you, just just instantly. How was how what was that feeling like? Because like even some of the things that you were pulling off, I'm like, it's not he's doing anything crazy for some of these, and someone just really deceptive. So how what was it like just you know in that zone? Yeah, I mean everything. Obviously, everything was falling. Where I was, I got. I will tell. Say, I got a little selfish at the end. So I, the whole game's going along. I'm just worried about winning. Once it was kind of out of hand, I was. I was being like, "Hey, like I might be able to get seven here. Like, should I be going for seven? And I took a couple extra shots near the end. I think. But uh, up until then, yeah, you're just playing your normal game. Um, I mean, when when we're scoring, I think it was 19. Uh, it's it's not only working for me; it's working for everyone around me and and our whole our whole squad's doing the job. But uh, no, that was a fun one. I don't know if I'll ever um, get that sock trick again. It took me 10 years, so I'm not mm-hmm. banking on having a bunch of those, but it's uh, definitely something that's kind of cool. And being able to say you got six in LL is, uh, I don't think too many guys can say that. No, yeah. I will say, um, do you think you could take Mariner in a fight? Who? The guy, you know, the guy that popped you after that one little shot. You, think you, you got up, you tried him. But everyone's like, no, you know, come on, don't do it. But let's let's be serious. We're, we're dropping yeah. uh, dropping helmets here. We'll see each other again. I don't know. He's uh he's a big dude, but <laughs> <laughs> plus that's five minutes taken away from the 
from the stat sheet, you know, I mean, you got to be able to, right. to get that back on the floor and, and get that sock trick. So I'm due for one though. I'm not, I'm definitely not the toughest guy in the league, but I, I'm due for one. I'm, I'm kind of itching. So we'll, we'll see what happens down the stretch here. You heard it here first. Miss Jones is itching. <laughs> And <laughs> gloves are loose. I'm itching, to unstrapped. In, I'm itching to get punched in the face. I just I <laughs> he's hitting the speed bag after this. <laughs> he's just in his room, just going after it. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, so okay, okay, got a hard one here for you. Um, we asked uh, old Sean Evans this last week, and he he had a very unfiltered um, response to this, as I feel like he has an unfiltered response to everything. Um, but I, I, this, the answer, the question for him, cause we've heard so many different stories, the best and worst venues to play in, in the league, you know, past and present throughout your whole career, you being the positive guy, you are, you can only tell us the best if you want to, but I'll tell you, Sean went into detail and called out multiple cities in a row. So <laughs> we, we may keep this one more positive, but kind of what are, what, what's your opinion on the venues you, you've played in, you know, over the years? Uh, it's getting better for sure. I'll uh, let me think here. So best, I mean, it's so cliche, but like the home places, I, Buffalo has got to be up there, especially as the home when I was a, a hometown guy there. That that place is electric. Um, I'll put them up there near the top. Um, kind of an underrated one, I think, is is got to be Vancouver. They've been growing their crowd every feels like almost every single game. And even when we haven't had that much such had that much success at home, the fans keep coming out there and they keep piling in the five dollar beers to them. Um, and then Philly's obviously been a new one. Let's think. Of, I'm trying to think about the worst. Like, and it could be defunct. Like it could be non-existent yeah. team. I will. I'll, I'll start with this. Like one of the going back to the best and worst things about getting traded. Getting traded from the West Division to the East Division is a bit of a sting on your road trips. Like I came from. I'm circling the calendar. I'm like, oh, we're going to Vegas, San Diego, Denver, like all these places. Now I'm kind of like looking at the schedule. I'm like, oh, I gotta go to Albany. Like, <laughs> that's where again, like it's kind of it's a it's a bit of a different vibe. Um, kind of makes it feel like a bit more of a grind on those road games. But uh, I don't know about Betty. I'll tell you my worst road story. We showed up in Rochester one year, and so I think they have the Rochester Americans play there too. It was on the second trip of a doubleheader we were playing at we were going from buffalo at night to rochester in the afternoon so whoever scheduled that first of all just doesn't like us then we show up there's no dressing room for us they put us in like the zamboni area and then they bring our union in to have like a meeting with us and like we had we had billy d smith and priolo on the team they're like losing their shit like trying to fight whoever they can fight before the games even started and like we're all yeah it was not it was a bit of a disaster but um that's kind of some of the stories you can hear around that a lot about about road venues. Um, I haven't been to Albany yet. I just I'm just not that excited to go there, to be honest. <laughs> All right, that's I mean, also exactly what we were told from Sean. So yeah, yeah. I haven't been there. Like I haven't been there. I haven't Halifax is a good spot, but I haven't been to Halifax. I haven't been to. It's been years since I've been to Georgia. I think they're doing a little better there. So I'm happy with with. Uh, with the way that all is going, I'm sure Shawnee gave you uh, some some in depth analysis of of how uh, of some horror stories. He wasn't a fan of uh, Edmonton, and he also said that uh, he's not a fan of Albany either. With yeah, the, so there's a two yeah. for Albany here. Albany, yeah, Albany's been getting a lot of hate recently, so I try and they've gotten enough hate, but uh, and, and I haven't been there yet, so I'll give her, maybe I'll give her a, an Albany review. I'll do some. Uh, some social media stuff or something. See, see. If uh, we're, uh, yeah, we're all, we're all secretly Albany fans in here because one of their 
one of their guys now was in our league this past summer. Okay, so, nice. Yeah. So you know we have to be. But like I said, I don't like. I don't want to. I don't want to shout them up there. I'm happy they're in the league, and and you know, there's, there's, it's, they're they're part of the league for sure. That's right. Big positive guy. Awesome. I would love to see like a Nashville or a Florida or something like that pop up in the East Coast Division, but that's. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I got I got so many people I know working to make Nashville happen. So I. would <laughs> be sick. I would only hope. Yeah, that's not too far from us in the Midwest. So. Yeah, we would. You know, that's a quick little flight down. Chicago used to have a team, right? Yeah. Chicago and Boston. I heard pretty good things about. They they both didn't last very long. But I think uh, Columbus, Columbus, Ohio had one for like. Two years, maybe three years, something like that. Yeah, Chicago has some like one for two years, and then I heard there was like some kind of like, lawsuits around it in the NLL, and I'm like, well, that doesn't seem like the best. Way Them to not stay like paying bills and stuff. Yeah, like, Chicago <laughs> lawsuits, stadiums, teams. What? Look, we're not the best apparently with like just knowing what to do with sports teams sometimes, but you know, when we're good, we're good. When we're not, we're just making moves. Well, in the uh, off season, Mitch, if you're, you're trying to come out and kick with the boys in Chicago, you're more than welcome. Um, yeah, but. Like- yeah, absolutely. We we really appreciate you coming on. Um, obviously, we could talk forever with you, but um, great conversation and, and really appreciate you uh, showing the boys a little love. Um, is there anything that that you kind of want to plug here before we we let you go? Any any you know homes for sale or, or new real estate you're getting after? No, I'll keep that for uh, the real estate podcast. But no, just shout out to you guys, man. I appreciate what you guys are doing. Keep going. It's, it's a lot of fun hanging with you guys and, and chatting. And I've been watching some other guys come on here. I know they're having fun with it too. Um, so yeah, show you guys. Awesome. Thanks, Mitch. <laughs> Thank you guys.